Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Karen. I need the name of a male for today's show, please. All right. I'm going to go with Jake today. Jake calls, books one hour, and asks me to go into an open session. Fun. Yes. Tells me he's recording it and gives permission for everything with no boundaries. Dream client. Yep. And Don't the- fail me, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, his mom comes in. Cool. And she says, I would like to ask Jake for permission to speak to him. Mm. And I said, okay, sure. I said, uh, do you have any messages to go with the permission stuff? And she goes, absolutely. You need to listen to me for a little bit. And I said, okay. And she goes, I'm asking for permission because it is the last damn thing I ever would have done for Jake. Mm -hmm. She says, I would have made sure that I just burst in. I would have waited for you to start doing something else. I would have got all of the attention I would have just dumped my shit all over him and not been nice and then left. And she says, that's how I treated Jake his whole life, right from the time he was really little. Hmm. I asked her if she had anything else to share. And she said, I sure do. He has several brothers and sisters. He is a middle child. Hmm. And she says, if you want the total for the family, she says, including miscarriages and everything that the kids know about, there are 10 children total. And she says, not 10 that actually were on earth, but he knows about the miscarriages. Um, so you can say that, including those, and he'll appreciate that just for factual information. He'll know it's me. And I said, okay. So I told Jake all of that, including all the miscarriages and the number of kids and everything. And he said that was very true. And he said that was true about his mom. So... There's a great big acknowledgement right there on her part, right at the very beginning to say, this is how I treated you. And he's just looking at me after he says, that's true. She did. And we chatted a little bit about that for a minute. He went in and said, she did this to me. He, he said a couple of things about that. And I said, you know, Jake, I said, she's saying that this goes back to when you're a kid. And he goes, okay. He goes, that is good to know. He said, because I've always wondered, when the hell did this behavior start? When did she hate me? When did she start hating me and why? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting that it's an interpretation of him because that's not what our behavior really ever is. Mm-hmm. It's self-hatred in that you act out those abuses to others. Mm-hmm. But a young kid doesn't know that and so internalizes the message that something is wrong with you, something is unlovable about you, therefore I'm acting accordingly. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I just said, Jake, let me listen to what else she wants to tell you and we'll just see if she answers questions or if she just offers more information because he had said open. And um, I went back and I said to her, what, what do you want to say around this? And she said, well... She said, this is the time in my life when I'm sick of having kids. She says, this is the time in my life when I want to go out and I want a job. And I'm starting to notice that other women have jobs. 
And I'm starting to notice that they have money and I don't. And that my husband is the one that brings home the money. So if I want to do things or buy anything, I have to run it by him. And she says, so I start feeling this um, anger about not having any power. And so he is actually the sweetest of all of my children. He is the most people-pleasing of all of my children. Easy target? Yeah, he was just an easy target. And she said, and he would never stand up to me. She says, I tried this with some of his older siblings, and they weren't having it with me. They would have temper tantrums. They would throw things at me. They would, she says, they gave it back to me. So I just gave up and thought, well, that's too difficult. And so Jake took it. She says, so I just really went at him. And I said, so really, it's not that he did anything to anger you? And she went, oh, God, no. And I said, so it's not anything he deserved? And she goes, absolutely not. She said, it was just my way of putting all of my anger someplace. And she says, and I went out of control. Hmm. She said, I never hit him physically. She said, but I know now. And she says, and I even knew in the latter part of my life, just by watching TV and stuff, that what I did and what I was currently doing to him was abusive. She goes, I knew. She goes, but nobody was calling me out. And I said, well, why is that? Why did nobody call you out? And she said, well. Nice long pattern. Yeah. And she said, well, she said, none of the other kids wanted to be treated the way I treated Jake. She says, so she says, all of the other kids in the family um, made sure that Jake got it. They even blamed Jake for stuff. And even if I knew maybe, or I knew really, that Jake probably wasn't even in the house when it happened, I blamed him anyway. Mm -hmm. She said, and I punished him anyway. She said, even knowing that it wasn't warranted, even knowing that I could have gone up to the other kids and if I had dug a little bit, I actually could have really found out what happened and handled it differently. She says, I just didn't do it. Yeah, well, if you're sick of parenting at that point, why would you dig deeper to, to solve something if you can just get it done with right then and there? You've hit the nail on the head, Kelly. So she just says that she has no intention of parenting. She's angry every single time that she has to. Mm -hmm. She's resentful of these children. She's resentful of all of these women. And now you really see in her life where she's angry at a lot of people about a lot of things, but the only person she takes it out on truly is Jake. And so she says to me, well, I wasn't going to let my girlfriends know this. I wasn't going to let uh, my husband know I was doing these things. Mm -hmm. She says, I wasn't going to let people know that. But she says, the kids really knew. Yeah. She says, his siblings really knew. And so they took advantage of that. The siblings become not just compliant with what mom is doing, but they get in on it. And even as adults, they continue to participate in all of this. So I repeated that to him and he confirmed that. And again, said to me, this is so good to be validated. So good to hear that the way that I feel my siblings treat me is truthfully as abusive as my mother, because they won't admit it. Mm -hmm. They all believe that they're healthy. Some of them are even into self-development. And they think that what they're doing and how they treat me is totally fine. They think that their behavior is healthy behavior. 
and um, gaslight me. And he says, and I am learning now what they are doing and what it's called. And he said, thanks to my wife. Hmm. Yeah. So then his mom came back in and said, I'm, I really want to validate here what I did and how I created all of these triangles within the family where two or even three of the siblings would treat Jake in a certain way and then all think that they're fine with it. And that Jake would sit there and say, but I'm not fine with it. And every time he tried to deal with it, it only made things worse. So Jake decides it's only getting worse. I can't get to any place that's healthy with these people. So I'm just not going to try. And so he sits with his wife and he decides, I'm just not going to try. And his wife says, that's good, honey. And so he turns to his children, their children, pardon me, and says, I'm no longer going to try. So there will be no family get togethers for celebrations for Christmas. It will be us and any new family that we all choose to create, whether it's friends that you bring, or in-laws, or your own children, or strangers, or whatever it is that you decide, we decide to do, pardon me. Um, And that could change. That can change year to year. But I'm not going back to inviting my family to things. I'm not going back to doing things with my family. But I'm not saying to you guys that you have to cut them all out of your life. But the family sits down and says, well, why would we go back? Why would we do that? Knowing how they've treated you, why would we do that? And if they're not willing to confront their own behavior... And get and they are getting away with all of this. Why would we choose to keep those relationships with those people that isn't healthy? And he sits there and just says, "Okay." So his mom is talking about the fact that she's overhearing a conversation that he's actually had with his wife and his kids. Mm -hmm. And she is validating that the group of them have decided to get together. And she hears this because she's in the spirit world. Mm -hmm. And now she wants to come through and say to Jake, I am so proud of you and your family. I am so proud of you and your wife. But this wouldn't make any sense to you if I was alive and said I was proud of you for all of this because I'm the one that actually created all of this in this family. I'm the matriarch that was an unhealthy matriarch and nobody, nobody wanted to challenge the unhealthy one. They just wanted one. People can't see out of shot, but Toxic Parents by Dr. Susan Forward is sitting on our coffee table. (laughs) Yes. Holy man. Which we are doing in book club on... Patreon. Patreon Patreon.com. Yes. So she comes in to validate her behavior, his brothers and sisters' behavior. And I have to say something. Now that I'm sharing this story with you, I don't remember ever channeling anything about his dad's behavior. I don't remember anything about that. Just in case people listening are going, well, where was the dad in all of this? I don't recall, and it wasn't in any of the notes. So I'm just going to leave that be. Yeah. Also, none of our business, right? Like, yeah. if if that's not, hmm, how do I say this? 
if Jake had asked mm-hmm. or his mother had volunteered the information, okay. Mm-hmm. And we have this permission to tell the story and that would be great. But I think when someone is coming in to own their responsibility, mm-hmm. give them the room to do it. Mm-hmm. And let's not take the spotlight and move it elsewhere. Let's give them a minute to actually stand in the discomfort of the truth so that we can digest that. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to put, you know, connect all the dots all at once, we have to actually really sit with that information first mm-hmm. before we're really fully prepared to move to the next person and go, and what about you? Where were you in all of this? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't throw her husband under the bus to say that they That's had my an, point. Uh, yeah, that they, they were mad at each other or anything like that, or they didn't have a good marriage or he hit her. She didn't say anything of the sort. No, there were no excuses. None. She just simply said, this was my jealousy, this was my anger, this was my frustration at my situation, and takes responsibility that I actually could have changed some of that. Other women did. They did go out and get jobs, even though they had kids too. I didn't. Mm -hmm. So she sits there and says, you know, um, to Jake, I, I could have gone and got a job, but I didn't. I stayed home and I raised my kids. I was angry doing it. But I made that choice. So then she, well, she fully acknowledges her mess in it. She acknowledges how much manipulation she has done to all of the children Mm -hmm. so that he can understand it. He gets all of his answers about how they've been gaslit themselves and don't want to come out of any of the gaslighting even after the fact that she's died. Right, because then how would they face standing up for blindly following an unhealthy leader. Yes. That's a lot of self-work that needs to get done. (laughs) And if they're not willing to do it or sense that it's a little too difficult, like, you got to be ready. And the other aspect that came in that answer, Kelly, when he asked about that, was that none of them wanted to have to apologize to him. Because they all believe they're better than him. There you go. And they all believe they're better than him, though none of them would ever admit that kind of a belief. Because of the whole system in that family right since their childhood. Absolutely. And they have every right to believe that given what they grew up in, given the message that was given to them. Now, as adults, they're personally responsible to be more Mm -hmm. emotionally aware and psychologically healthy than what was handed to them. Mm -hmm. but. I mean, if we're just talking logic here, that makes sense. Yeah. And they don't, like, it's explained by her that the children, his siblings, don't want to do the work required in their own sense of recognizing their own stuff in life. But they also don't want to have to come up to him to apologize or to him and his wife. And then his mom went into this entire talk about the fact that, um, how did she word it, Kelly? Just give me a second. Um, that she wanted to apologize to his wife because she missed out on having a healthy mother-in-law. She missed out on having sisters and brothers-in-law. She missed out on having healthy relationships with nieces and nephews. Did you, was this my grandmother? Are you just telling a story? Because I need to hear this. Oh, (laughs) she missed out on all of it. And so she Mm -hmm. apologizes to her that she missed out on all of these things and mm. continues to every day. It's it's devastating. Yeah. And I think, you know, for people who are hearing this because you love stories, I'm glad that you're here. For people who are hearing this but not registering 
the emotional devastation that this causes for yeah. generations. Oh, that's the next point. Okay. okay. Thank you for leading. Can, uh, I, yes. can I take, take it, it away? <laughs> I want to go with the next one. Then she apologizes after that to her grandchildren. And she says to Jake, please, I know you're recording this. I want you to take this apology, apology to your children from me because I recognize that they've missed aunts and uncles that they have missed being healthily raised by aunts and uncles. We have to remember that there were years here where they were part of the family, but were not seen in a healthy light. And even though they don't want to admit that, they, do, they just don't want to go there. They're not going to do any of that work. But they know the truth. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get to have healthy grandparents. They didn't. They missed out on so much in what healthy families can have. So she apologizes to her grandchildren. Then she she starts again and she says, "But I want to say to Jake and his wife that they have ended the unhealthy patterns, mm-hmm. and that his brothers and sisters are continuing with their children yeah. to go into how they talk about each other behind each other's backs. That was- how they." That was the point that I wanted to bring up too when you said yeah. like that they don't want to apologize to Jake. Well, duh, because they're probably pay- playing out yeah. the exact same dynamics in their own relationships mm-hmm. where they have chosen an e- easy target within their own home mm. to replace Jake essentially. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not used to taking personal responsibility, then any room you walk into, you have to find your target. Yeah, and some of, some of them have picked a Jake in terms of partners. Some of them have totally. picked a Jake in terms of um, employees, mm-hmm. um, f- best friends. And so they don't really want to see where their Jakes are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and some of them think, oh, I don't have a Jake. So she just talks about the fact that um, there are many, like all of his siblings are still in their messes, but won't even go there. Mm-hmm. And... Through and some of them, even through spiritual um, abuse and, and spiritual denial, where they think they're doing their work, where they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And she then says, um, it, like to uh, their, her grandchildren, that because they're being raised by Jake and his wife, they are actually creating healthier relationships and healthier families. And that's now that's now being played out, where those patterns are being broken, and they're looking for healthy people. So when they when they do experience unhealthy relationships, they're willing to say, "No, this is not healthy. Uh, I'm going to set some healthy boundaries." And if healthy people recognize that and go, "Cool, great, I can like that. Um, it's wonderful." But others that can't are just falling away and being as angry as the rest of the family. So she's acknowledging a lot. Mm -hmm. And Jake says to me, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am and how excited I am to just sit and listen to this again and again. Okay, Jake, I'm right there with you. Because I will say this has been a therapy session for me. I'm so thrilled for Jake because, Mm -hmm. and and this is going to sound very heartless, but hopefully listeners know me at this point. Jake's message is what I hope to get when my own grandmother 
eventually passes. Mm -hmm. And I think so many of us, without being malicious and wishing death upon someone, we know we're not going to get it Mm -hmm. until they pass. Mm -hmm. And so you do the disconnecting, you do the no contact, you build a healthy life like Jake and his wife and, Mm -hmm. and their children. And you hope that one day you can access a medium to say, did they get it? Yeah. Did they get it? Are they sorry? Is there love after all? Is there any love? And and I think that's the bottom line too, right? And and thank you for bringing it to that point is it's not just this feeling of revenge. That's not, Mm. that's not what we're here for. It's not even this, not even close to this feeling of I'm better. Did they, do they now understand that I'm better than them? It's this, did they understand how they broke the potential for love Mm -hmm. and underneath it all, when they actually put all the pieces together, are they now capable of loving me? We Mm -hmm. just, we just keep asking that question no matter where we are on the continuum. Yes. You're, you're making a really wonderful point, Kelly, that even when somebody is dead, we're still asking that question. Yeah. And I think it's a question that we ask when we die and we cross over and we meet our spirit guides or whatever people believe, your angels, whatever you whatever you refer to them as, or God, whatever. And we want to know, is it going to be better there? Are we going to get are we going to get our answers there? Are we going to get closure? Are we going to get love finally? And I think that's why Jake's session to me is one to share with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he says to me, I can't wait to see my wife's face when she hears my mother apologize to her. Mm-hmm. Because the way my mother treated me has affected our marriage. Hell yeah. And has created so many problems for us. And she has sat here and worked through those problems with me. Even when I've said things that were rude and hurtful made a mess of everything. She just sat there and went, we'll work through this. We'll get through this. Mm-hmm. We, we will do this because we will be healthy. We will figure out how to be healthy. Yeah, it's cool because when you have someone like Jake's wife, just as the example, mm-hmm. they can they can hear those hurtful things. Mm-hmm. We can be present to them. I'll identify with her because I think we all can. We can hear those things, see our partner in front of us and be like, that sounds a lot like your mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> That doesn't sound like mm-hmm. the man I married. That doesn't sound like the guy I fell mm-hmm. in love with or the woman I fell in love with. Like that sounds like the conditioning that just came out of your mouth. Or that sounds like the fear from the conditioning of the unhealthy parent that just came out of your mouth. And that I will stick around for and work through. Not the abusive comment itself or to say I'll tolerate more of it. I want to point something out here that mom says to him uh, in, in his session that relates to what you've said. He goes to therapy when his wife says, mm, pause, <laughs> time out. And he goes, okay, this is my past. This is about my family. This is my issue with my mother and my siblings. I'm going to therapy to work on it because it's mine. And his wife goes, okay, cool. Then I can stay. Mm-hmm. Then I can be work. limerent. Yeah, then I'm not here on, on a false hope. I'm here because you literally are going and finding your person and doing your work. And then we'll come back with either a different perspective or some information or some education. But you're going to come back with a tool 
and, and, and whatever, maybe a whole toolkit, who knows? And I will be here to use it with you and to see you use it and to work on that. Well, there's love. Yes. And there's love there for her because he's willing to do that part. And that's where his mom points out the whole difference in where she wasn't willing to do any of that, neither are any of his brothers and sisters, and where he is the one in the family that went, well, I'm going to need some help here then, aren't I? Or I will lose this woman, Mm -hmm. and I will lose these children. And if these children want healthy parents or figure that out, they will never choose me. Mm -hmm. They will choose her. If they want unhealthy parents, if they want unhealthy relationships, they will choose me. And let's be honest, even if they were to choose or anyone is to say, I would prefer to be with someone who's unhealthy, you're constantly at the risk of losing them anyway, because there's so much volatility, so much pent up stuff that isn't Mm -hmm. being dealt with. You're at the risk of everything rising to the surface with no actual coping mechanisms to build or create a foundation. Yeah. And his mom points out that she's his wife is willing to stay because he's going to come back with the tools Mm -hmm. and she has healthy hope and I think that's really good how she words unhealthy hope and healthy hope Mm -hmm. and and how her daughter-in-law is going to finally be validated when she gets to listen to this that yes you're healthy yes you're, you're a perfect partner for my son, and I'm so glad that he chose you, even though he had no good reason to choose you. Right? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. She gave him no good reason. So um, I think that's pretty much where the session ended, uh, him saying that he couldn't wait to share that with each person in the family. And we had a cute little conversation outside of a session at the end where he was trying to figure out, Karen, would this be the most fun for me to share this one-on-one with each of them to watch their faces and to be with them? Or should I get them all together so that we can we can see each other's faces and sit down and have a group conversation? Or should I take this and go to my therapist first? Not, not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And play this whole recording for my therapist. And actually, Kelly, he had decided to go to his therapist and start there. And that he would discuss that question with his therapist and not with me. Very cool. And I said to him at the end, I'm really glad that you're doing that because I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want to answer that kind of a question. And the guides don't want to take away your free will. Your therapist is the best person to talk to. And she might suggest you do it with your wife. And the two of you make a decision together about yeah. the family. Especially age dependent, mm-hmm. you know, where those kids are at. If they're 17 versus six, we've got a different situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good point. Cool. Beautiful story. Thank you for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gives a lot of people um, a lot to unpack today. Yeah, I think so too. Wonderful. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.